How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Wednesday, March the 31st. It is the final day of the month. How exciting. Be prepared for all of the April Fool's jokes tomorrow. I promise I won't be one of them. I've considered it many times, but I've decided not to do an April Fool's joke this year. All right, not a whole lot of news today, but we do have one major story. Let's jump right in. Uh, CD Projekt is planning on overhauling its development strategy following, of course, the disaster that was Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, they're calling this internal initiative as Red 2.0, because, you know, the development studio is called CD Projekt Red. So one thing that they're going to try to commit to in the future is shorter marketing campaigns with a more transparent review process. So, of course, part of the issues that came around with Cyberpunk was that they announced the game like eight years in advance or something crazy like that. And that put a lot of pressure on them to, you know, get it done quickly. So this is what the senior vice president of business development said, quote, And when campaigns do start, we aim to properly manage expectations across all platforms. This means focusing on communication of polished game footage, not concepts. We'll also showcase footage of our games on all platforms they will be released on, end quote. So that last sentence there is in reference to the fact that they did not provide review keys to last generation consoles or show any footage of the games which ended up being the most technically buggy platforms to play the game on. Now, another change to their strategy is that they actually plan on developing multiple games and expansions at once. They're not just going to be all working towards one major release at a time. So, of course, this is going to require more employees, so they're aggressively hiring right now. They also recently acquired a Vancouver-based studio, which have helped them on previous titles. They were renamed from Digital Scapes to CD Projekt Red Vancouver. And finally, part of the vision for their future is introducing online components to all of their franchises. So they maintain that single-player RPGs is what they do, that's what their focus will be, but they want to introduce multiplayer, quote, where it makes sense. So anyway, through all of these things, it's pretty clear they're just trying to kind of take the company to the next level here, hopefully turn Cyberpunk from a catastrophe to, like, a learning experience, and ultimately, like, the fact that they want to work on multiple games at once is probably to mitigate things like Cyberpunk happening again. If one game fails, maybe the other one won't. I mean, okay, calling Cyberpunk a failure is probably a mistake. I'm sure they still made a lot of money off of it. But the reputation cost was obviously tremendous. Anyway, I'll end it off here on a slightly related note. Uh, it has now been confirmed that The Witcher 3 is getting a current-gen update, that's Series X and PlayStation 5, in the second half of this year. Very exciting. All right, and I'll just lump a bunch of general game updates into this segment. First of all, we had a game release today. It's called Evil Genius 2. This is a sequel to the original Evil Genius, released in 2004. And this is a base-building game, almost like a tycoon game. Uh, and it has an aesthetic that kind of reminds me a lot of Two Point Hospital. Very cartoony, very over-the-top. If you saw the trailers, you know what I'm talking about. Very satirical. Anyway, the reviews are generally positive, so if it's your type of genre, it's probably at least worth checking out. Take a look at the gameplay footage, what reviewers are saying. Uh, next up here, Kingdom Hearts is now on PC for the first time ever. That's the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise, or at least all of the mainline entries. So it's exclusive on the Epic Game Store right now. They're also running a 20% discount on every game until April 6th. And then also, if you buy Kingdom Hearts 3 with its DLC, you're also going to get a three-month Disney Plus subscription. It's kind of a unexpected perk, I guess. That being said, Kingdom Hearts 3, not that well-reviewed. If you haven't seen much about the game, definitely have your due diligence before you buy it. Uh, next up here, Disco Elysium has had its final cut released today. I've talked about it a few times before. This adds full voice acting, which is just crazy. There's tons of dialogue in this game and some additional content. So this is a free update for anybody who owns it. It's also 20% off for everybody else. And hey, if you're into like classic RPGs, 
lots of dialogue. There's no combat in this game. Uh, highly recommend it. Won tons of awards when it came out. And finally, Terraria has officially added Steam Workshop support, so that's mods. Apparently, it doesn't do much if you're already a hardcore Terraria modder or player. However, if you were somebody who wants a very simple process with very simple mods, this should be an easy way to do it. Nice thing to do as they wrap up work on that game and set their sights on the future. All right, folks, that's all of the news from today. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Also, a huge shout out to all of you who have joined the Discord server. We've had a lot of people joining recently and uh, hope you enjoy your time there. And folks, I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Uh, so there's a game I've been playing that I have not talked about on this after show in a couple of days or like a couple of weeks even maybe. I don't know why I haven't brought it up yet, but uh, I'm playing a game called Trackmania. So if you've never heard of Trackmania, this is a racing game, but it's not like uh, Need for Speed, right? And it's not a simulator. And it's also like not extremely arcadey either. It's kind of like a mix between all of those things. I don't know. What does the internet say about Trackmania? I mean, I, it, it's track racing. I guess that's a good way of explaining it. And it's not against other players at the same time. It's all in a, a time trial. So you're trying to get through the track as fast as possible. And then like what's really prolific about the game is that people can make their own tracks and share it with the community so they can get pretty wild. Anyway, this has been a game that I have added to like my rotation of non-audio games. So I'll play it while I'm in class and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's like I love it a lot because if I can really get into the zone... I have a lot of fun just trying to improve on the times that I have and completing the tracks as efficiently as possible. But then I get also simultaneously very frustrated with the game. Either A, because I make these very simple mistakes that I shouldn't be making, and I get like that, that feeling in your stomach of, of impatience. Or on the other hand, I know that I'm never going to master any of this game. Like, I'm simply not good enough. It's like when you try and become an esports competitor and you're like, never mind, I'm never going to be able to make this happen. That's me when I play this game, because it's inherently competitive and inherently like, do better, do better, do better. So I basically like try to set myself a modest goal of just getting the gold medal. There's four medals. There's bronze, silver, gold, and then author medal. And the author medal is like, congrats, you're a pro gamer now. And they don't even tell you what time the author medal is. It's like a hidden medal. So I don't ever try and go for those because usually they're bonkers. And by the time I get the gold medal, I'm like, I don't know how, how I could do this any better than I already have. The other disappointing thing about Trackmania is that if you want maps that aren't just like the standard 25 or 30 or so maps that they give you every season, so that's like four different times a year, then you have to pay like 10 bucks a month or something like that, which I mean, it makes sense for them. They have a very dedicated fan base that uh, is willing to spend the money on it. So I don't blame them for going that route. But I'm also like, once I'm done with the maps that they give me, I have nothing else to do. And I'm not willing to spend $10 a month on a game that's not consuming my entire life, I guess. The big reason why I got into this game is because I discovered a YouTuber by the name of Virtual. So that's like virtual, but with a W instead of a V. And he's a he's a Trackmania player. He has been around for a very long time, solid in the community. And he started making YouTube videos along the lines of like summoning salts, similar in style. I mean, a little bit different, but it's basically like, hey, I'm going to tell you a story about the Trackmania community right now. Or I did this crazy thing in Trackmania and here's how I made it happen or whatever. It's always got this overarching narrative that he's trying to accomplish. Usually gets out about a video a week. It's a great channel. He does. He makes some, some awesome videos. And uh, that gave me the itch to try out Trackmania again. So here I am. 
I recommend the YouTube channel if you haven't seen it yet as well. Even if you're not into racing games at all, by the way, that, that YouTube channel will be very interesting, right? Like Summoning Salts, they cover the history of speedrunning. And even though most of us are never going to be trying speedrun a game, for some reason, those videos are so enticing. So it's along those lines. Anyway, folks, uh, that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for being here. We are uh, two weeks away, three weeks away. Hold on, let me look at my calendar. Yeah, I'm just about two weeks away from finishing school. Let's say two and a half. That is terrifying. That is so terrifying. But uh, after that point, I'm a free man. Let's make it happen. Okay, until next time. Farewell. <laughs>